Salam and welcome to our podcast, Muslims on Fire. Stories from ordinary Muslims doing extraordinary things. With your host, Maruf. Dear listener, Based on many requests from our listeners, we are launching a Muslims on Fire Academy. It's for those who want to do more than just listening. It's for those who not only want to be inspired, but to be one of the Muslims on Fire as well. It's for those who want to discover their purpose in life, follow their dreams, and live in prosperity. If this is you, join us for a journey of a lifetime. The introduction course is free. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. Assalamu alaikum, buddy. This is Baba Ali, and welcome to Muslims on Fire. Now, you're probably wondering, where's Maruf? Because that's the host of the show. Well, today we are going to flip the script. We are going to turn the tables and have Maruf as the guest. So, welcome, Maruf. Welcome to your show, Muslims on yes, Fire. I- how are you doing yes, today? I'm, I'm doing fine. That's a bit weird, isn't it, to be on the other side? Yeah, yeah. now you can see how all of us guests have felt That's on the true. other side. But today we are going to be asking you those interesting questions to learn about you okay. and find out what makes Maruf, Maruf. Let's do it. So your name is, mashallah, in my language, Maruf means popular That's or true. famous. That's and, true. And in your language, is it yeah, the same yeah, as well? Yeah, you know, I think its origin is Arabic, isn't it? Not Persian, not Uzbek. It's Arabic. Arabic. So, Maruf, yes. it means, it's also in the Quran as well. I think it means well-known, popular. It's also something good, right? As Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, call people to good. And, you know, the, I think the other one, the Munkar, you know, the avoid people. Let people get away from Munkar, which is not good, I guess. Bad. Yeah, and it fits your name very well because a lot of people know who you are because, mashallah, uh, we're going to get into it in a few minutes, but you have worked on many different projects, so you get a chance to know a lot of different people, and especially with your latest project, this podcast, uh, Muslims on Fire, you've had the opportunity to, to interview a lot of different people. But before we get to all that, let's talk about you as your childhood, as you're growing up. Tell us what it was like to being little Maruf before you were big Maruf. <laughs> Tell us what your childhood was yeah, like. Yeah, so I was born in Uzbekistan. And people usually uh, confuse uh-huh. with the Pakistan, right? So they say, I, Pakistan say, no, it's another country. It's in Central Asia. So <laughs> that's the first confusion, I guess. And actually, I was born in a southern part, very really close to Afghanistan. Like, it's a small city called Karshi. It's also another Arabic name. Uh-huh. So anyway, so, yeah, I was born in Karshi early 80s. Uh, and so one of the things I remember early in my childhood that I was raised by a single parent, in this case, my mom. And so things, you know, when you were a kid, you don't know much. I think you think the life is it is. Alhamdulillah, I mean, I didn't know much. What I mean by now is like, we didn't have this high standards, right? I just come to a poor family. If you find, you know, bread, we eat it. If not, then we just were grateful. So, but one thing I know, we were very poor, I guess, growing up, especially if you're a single parent in Uzbekistan. I always kind of felt that I was a bit different, not in a way, in a bad or good, but I just felt that uh, compared to my friends, they had, father and mother but in my case it was just the mother so early on i just had this noticed you know it was it was this thing difference in my childhood i think later in the year i, I was growing up it would one of the i understood that okay if my friends want to get stuff they have their father right but in, in my case i don't have a father so i need to 
get it on my own. So that was the first lessons in life. You know, <laughs> yes, if you want to get something, you have to do it on your own. So how did that experience change your personality or how, or your character and how you do things? So look, um, I remember, for example, when I was, I think the first first one of the first things, I think it was about seven years old. When I, mm-hmm. when I really, at that time, I think I wanted, I can't remember exactly what I wanted. I think probably I wanted chocolate or something, but I could, we couldn't afford it. We were poor, right? Alhamdulillah that my mom, she would do her best, but that wasn't, I guess, enough. So one of the things I was just thinking, you know, like today, these days we, we use the word entrepreneur like a more, you know, buzzword. But in my case, I think I, that it was my first attempt to be an entrepreneur. But I would just, for me, it wasn't because of I want to be cool, but I just say I just have to. In my case, what I was thinking, so how can I get what I want? One of the things, you know, we would live very in an old part of the town, so old town. And one of the things I needed to really come up with, how can I get more money to get what I want? And so first thing I did was that yeah. so I, I remember I went to the, the bazaar, you know, was, we'll say wholesale stuff. And one of the things I really liked, my friends liked, it was balloons. I, I somehow I scrapped like one sum, it's our currency, and bought this whole bunch of balloons, uh-huh. you know, like hundred balloons. And I okay. brought it to my, just in front of my door, and I, I hang it, there was this uh, gas tube, I guess, you know, as I hang it on it, and I began to sell them to my friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would buy it for one sum, and I would sell it, because I was buying so cheap, I could sell it for each of them one, one sum, so it was like a hundred X you know, and like I yeah, would yeah. make money wow. from my friends. That's why I would serve them, make them happy, and also, <laughs> you know, get to eat what I wanted and also provide for my family. Well, you quickly became I the was balloon, balloon guy. guy. Yeah, oh, that was my first business, <laughs> balloon business, you could call it. Oh, for, and then obviously, since then, as many people of our guests that are listening to right now, listeners that are listening right now, you've moved over to so many different opportunities and businesses. Tell us how that occurred. <laughs> So that's a good question. I think there, let me tell you this. So I was, it was this uh, around six, six, seven years old, right? One of the things I understood, I guess, uh-huh. look, I was living in this old part of the poor part of town. I, our family was poor. As I said to you that I understood if I really want to do something, I have to do on my own. One thing quickly I understood, if I want to change the situation I was in, I really study hard at school, you know, really be good, really good. So hopefully I can get a better job and I can provide for my family. So that was my kind of motivation. And I, I really loved school, alhamdulillah. And uh-huh. so the reason I, I'm going a bit slow with this one is I just want to understand, you know, because it, it never occurred to me, honest, to be honest, at that time, I want to be a businessman or entrepreneur. But for me, I was like, I want to get a better life. I think everybody wants that, right? At, at one point. So that's what I was trying yeah. to do. And so alhamdulillah, the things were going fine at school. I think I was when I was seven, eighth grade. So I was studying. I don't usually tell the story, but, but Alhamdulillah, that I was studying so good that actually they made me jump to another class, upper class, you know? Wow. So, wow. And, and, and Alhamdulillah, they did it twice. And I was in a very fast road to finish the school like two, three years earlier. But, you know, I remember one summer when I was seven or eighth grade, one thing happened. So I figured out there was a school. You know, there was a new school opening up in my city, and, and but this school was different, right? They were like a boarding school, and I think it was the time Turkish, Turkish yeah. high school, and they were, uh, mashallah, the Turkish teachers were coming and teaching us English and other languages in a very, very intensive mode. So the good thing was it was free to enter, but you have to be really past exam. I went there, past exam, and I had this kind of chance, like, uh, look, if I want to go to my normal school, right, I could finish up in two or three years earlier, and I go to university. Uh, on the other hand, if I want to go to school, I would lose all this progress. 
But once I went to the school, I saw it was a different type of school. It was different type of teachers, and it will be different type of people. You know, if I just go to normal, so how was it yeah, different? I'll come to that. But so my, in my normal school, for example, let me give you an example. We will we will learn English, right? So that the teachers they try their best. But all I remember from that school about English it was like table, girl, apple. You know, this single stuff, right? Anyway, and we'll learn English, for example, <laughs> okay, one or yeah, two yeah. hours a week. But this school, in the first year. Like 20 or 25 hours, I can remember, intensively for the first year, they would just learn mainly English. And of course, there were some other subjects. You can see the difference, right? And there were the people, the teachers that were coming abroad, yeah. and they had the different, uh, you know, the books, you have the audio tapes, everything, you know? So, so one of the first things uh, I, I was supposed to take a risk, I said, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to lose maybe two, three years, but I will gain. I, I believe I gained a lot, and I, that's why I changed the school. And I had never. Uh, it was one of the best decisions I made. Not only the best teachers, but we also met with best friends. And you know, most of the friends, uh, we are still friends with most of the te- my classmates until now. And some of them, I even do business, alhamdulillah. So another lesson is that I think I learned is that it's not only about what you learn, it's also about whom you are around, environment. Right makes a huge difference, and Alhamdulillah, yeah. and, and, and it was it was a huge blessing. So after that, I went to I guess to university to study, and I as I said, I always try to do the best. So I went to the best university at the time. It was the World of Economy and Diplomacy, and I studied I started started studying the economy, and I, I just find too dry, too theoretical, you know, not not much practical. And uh-huh. then I understood that what most popular doesn't mean it's it's for you. You know, maybe it's for people, but not for me. So, but it was, I was around 18, 19 years old by then. So, so here's another part. Here's another good story. Like when I was studying, right? So, alhamdulillah, by then, so I, I came to Tashkent, right? I, I moved to the capital of Uzbekistan. But then, of course, my mom couldn't provide mm-hmm. for me. Then I had to come another, I had to, you know, I have to use my, my creativity and how I provide can provide myself. So one of the things we did is that I was introduced to computers when I was 18, as I said, 18, 19. I really loved them. You know, I was just, people will go to the, the studies. I would just stay day and night and, and try to understand the computers. I would go to all the help, all the menus and what it does. I was like really, really amazed. And I think at the time we started a business, small business with one of my friends building computers, you know, we would build computers for other people and we make earn money. And that's how we first earned our first computer. And, and the computer, uh, we created a small office at, the, uh, at our dormitory and we would actually print out things for the students and they would pay us money. And this way I could provide for myself. So that was this way, that's why I was involved in, in the computers and also I was learning intensively. I mean, so I understood that if I, I really loved them, I kind of said, that's something I want to do. But you know, the IT is so huge. You have to really be focused what you really want to learn. And I think that's when I said, I want to more into inclined to visual part of it, like like design part. I really wanted to go to US, come to you, hopefully, but I didn't have money. Uh-huh. You know? and, and you know, the universities, they cost money and yeah. you have to buy tickets. I didn't have anything at all. But alhamdulillah, you know, it was a fate that one of my friends said, you know what, but if you always want to go abroad, check this out. And there was this time Danish government the, coming and giving grants. So all you had to do was just talk to them in English and explain why you want to study computers or whatever. They were studying multimedia design. I went to them and we talked and, and, and decided, they said, that's cool. Okay, you, you get it. Here's a grant. But, <laughs> okay. there was a, but you have to buy your own ticket. 
They said, okay. I didn't have that money, of course, right? So even I think at the time, $450. So I had to work. I dropped the school yes. at university. And I uh, went to work as a translator for two, three months, at least, to just to earn this money. So I came to Denmark like 16 years ago. Uh, so when I came, wow. when I came to Denmark, all I have in my pocket like seven dollars, fifty kronas, and nothing else. That's crazy. Uh, but but Maruf, one thing I've noticed—I don't mean to interrupt you—but one thing I've noticed with your story yeah. so far is that every single time you've been put into the corner where you have to make something out of nothing you have. So in your situation where your mother is just raising you by herself and the father is not in the picture, you had to make it work. And then in the next phase in your school, you could jump ahead, but you decide to go into other school, even though it's a more difficult route and you had to make it work. And now in this part, next part of the story that you're mentioning that, Hey, I have to get from Uzbekistan to Europe. I have to make it work. Like I have to go get some work money to get my own ticket, which is really, really inspiring for all the listeners who are listening. You know, oftentimes we get put into a corner and you think to yourself, okay, there's nothing I can do. I give up. And this, hopefully this story that you're listening to right now shows you that you don't give up. You know, at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching everything and everything's a test. And it's just very inspiring. I just yeah, wanted, no, no, it's I okay. Didn't mean to cut you I, off, but I think it was very thank you, thank you. motivating what you're so, saying. So, like, I came to Denmark with seven dollars in my pocket, and nothing else. Alhamdulillah, that there were people here who were supportive enough, so they helped me, you know, borrowed some money in the beginning. So I started my career. Uh-huh. I would just studying, studying also. You know, again, I have to provide for myself. I started working right away. I started as a paper delivery boy. Alhamdulillah. So I earned some money. And on the first thing I bought also was here, computers. I started learning. And, and one thing, you know, so after finishing the school, I started working different companies. So I think this is where we're coming back to your question. So I would uh, work, Alhamdulillah. But so somehow I didn't find it fulfilling. You know, I, one of my last jobs, I was working at the corporate. Alhamdulillah, they were paying well. But after a while, like, I wasn't growing. You know what I mean, right? I guess I, you understand most of people. You, you yeah. know what I mean. So there was something missing in my life. At the same time, on the big run, I was also kind of soul searching. Like, look, I came in 2003, just after two years, 9-11, you know what happened there. And I would, you know, in Uzbekistan, one of the things people probably don't know, we were a former Soviet Union uh, country. Childhood Questions are sponsored by Ali Huda. Ali Huda is a video-on-demand streaming platform for Muslim children where they can watch cartoons and shows while learning about Islam the fun way. If you are a Muslim parent, this will be one of your best investments. Visit www.alihuda.com for a seven-day free trial. Now back to the show. Even though, there are, alhamdulillah, we have yes. some great scholars like Al-Bukhari, Al-Tirmizi, Al-Khurazmi, a lot, a lot of them in the past, this, this last century, we lost our legacy. You know, we were kind of cut off from the roots of Islam. Unfortunately, we didn't have much understanding. But now, alhamdulillah, things are going back. So for me, even though I came from Uzbekistan, if you call me, if I, I'm Muslim, so I say, yeah, I am Muslim, but I didn't know much, right? So I came to Denmark. It was a different country. You're alone. You get a biggest begin to question, you know, who am I? What am I doing? What I'm doing? Especially on TV, like a big bird, you know, people are trying to blow up things and say, wait a second, this, 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 is the, this are the Muslims that doesn't make sense to me, you know? And yeah. so I, I began to understand what it is. But to be honest, um, I thought 
I thought I knew what Islam is because I thought that's what the you know what Muslims are in Uzbekistan and actually which is much much far from it. That's why I didn't want to look at Islam, but I just thought like actually first thing I started doing the science. You know, I I tried to understand what until you go to until the Big Bang and there is nothing. You know, it just you just yeah. get stuck there, and then I was beginning to some other religions like Christianity, Buddhism, or Judaism. But I think the all errors. I want I don't want to go deep on that, but I'm pointing back to Islam, and this was the first time that I was trying to take the Quran and like trying to read it in in English with understanding, and also of course there are a lot of some mashallah there are some sheikhs on on YouTube and other places you see, and it influences your thinking. You know, maybe I yeah. really misunderstood Islam. That's why I think any really practicing Muslim, even a new Muslim, either they rediscover, either they discover Islam, like if they are not Muslim, but even they are Muslim, born Muslim, they have to rediscover it. You know, you just don't get Islam by just being by, born into it. By, yeah. Exactly by genes, you have to rediscover it. So for me, alhamdulillah, it was rediscovering. And so, the, all we are coming to the point is that on one side, I had this corporate job; it was paying well, but it wasn't fulfilling. On the other hand, I have this this different itch, you know. I was trying to find understand who I was, but Alhamdulillah, I think it was all the pieces coming together that one of the things Ali that what I really understood just changed my whole life was that the what I really understood I believe understood the the kalima the meaning of uh, shahada right when we say yeah. la ilaha illallah in Muhammad Rasul. So I mean, just if you look at the first part, there is no God except God, and I understood. Of course, in Uzbekistan, like, okay, you know, there's no God, except Allah. If I, if I believe this, that's fine. I'm cool, right? But <laughs> yeah. but it seems that it's, it's, it's much deeper, right? It's much, much, much harder to, f- not only understanding. Understanding is the easy part. But I think that the most difficult part is, like, what do I do about it? And which is, like, makes you, like, silent. So, for, so w- the way I discovered was, I, th- I think, Sheikh Yasser Khali, I remember, he was the one who was explaining, look, this, what it really means is that, the, the, in the center of your life, right, your God is, is Allah, nothing else. Not fame, not money, not your ego, nothing. But what you are saying by this is you are putting in the center of your life, everyday being, to the Allah, to pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you want to do that by following the, you know, examples of the prophets, in our case, the prophet Muhammad sallallahu And that is totally changed the whole point of view. Right, at least for me, it would just change the the way I saw it, the world. So I think I had to make a change. So either one way is I would just go back to my job, I just keep working, right, which wasn't fulfilling, yeah. or I had to make a drastic change. So one of the things I decided to do was, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> do that change. So it was another coincidence. As I said, I had a friend at the time from the school, actually, from the Turkish school. His name is Jamal. He was at the time, 2013. 16, six, six years ago, I guess, right? So he, he came uh-huh. from Sweden, right? He just finished his programming uh, thing and I was working in different companies. I was doing marketing and also the design part. And he was looking for a job. And after Juma would sit down and say, okay, what should we do? I mean, he was looking for a job. I said, look, bro, you're my friend. I've been there. Where do you want to go? This is how you <laughs> feel. You want to go there? Or we just jump ship and we start something new. I said, you know what, Maruk, I trust you. Let's do something together. And that's we, how we started our first business. And alhamdulillah, so that's the long answer, right? So it's not because I want yeah. that to be an entrepreneur, but, but I think by this event, sequence of events, I think that's where we came. Alhamdulillah, first thing we did, we did a couple, as you mentioned, 
we did first the status as a naively we started this social network project alhamdulillah we learned a lot you know when you start a business sometimes it fails sometimes it's success but even if it fails you learn something so you you can 100%. use that in, in 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 the next event so this is what happened for example in Amoland there are a lot of things we need to learn we did that and we use that in our next business for example for example Khalad we do is like we do marketing services to alhamdulillah to many muslim companies and one of the things i did my dua is that to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i want to really serve ummah and you know we also want to do make a difference so i think by Khalad partially we are doing that and and we are helping some brands and companies uh, to get the word out you know as more efficiently as possible so yeah. that is that's does it explain what i'm trying to say yeah it does it's so interesting because it just shows that everyone has different paths to gain to yeah. from point a to point b and your path was making left turns and right turns and left turns and right turns you know even as on the business side of it a lot of people think that oh this person is successful or has a really good business or they don't understand like how many hills they had to climb how many mountains they had to climb to get to that and just because you fall doesn't mean that oh you're not a good business person it means that you're learning it every single person who's successful uh, you can probably ask them how many businesses failed before they got to that success business absolutely absolutely yeah i mean this exactly this exactly you know why i mean the more i talk to people like yourself to other entrepreneurs we understand that right but it's untold Because you look at the media and say, hey, this guy made this. It, it looks as if it looks like overnight success, but it's never the case, <laughs> right? No. And that's why we are like creating the podcast and say, hey, this is a big story, which you might not have heard. Yes. And so hopefully you understand the full picture to take, um, to take an action. You know, there is one more insight I learned along the way to, by talking to people like yourself and from my own experience is that, you know, one thing we... I, I personally understood as 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 a you know why we why people don't take action, they're, because mm. they're f- afraid of failure, right? They're afraid. Yeah. But look, in life, that's what I came to understand. Life is a big, big. Let's put it as as, as a game. Let's let's like right. So what we're doing is that we are afraid of failing. That's why we don't take only small steps at a time. So, but, but one of the things I understood, like by by reading Quran and Hadith, that. Allah like we as humans, we think, right? I do two things good, one thing bad, two plus one is one, that's why I go to Jannah, right? That's what I used to think. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I also asked to say, I think this is what I understood. Actually, as humans, even when we are born, all, every second we say thanks to Allah, would not be able to thank Him for the blessings He has given. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. So, 100%. We are not. We are we deserve Jannah not because of we are saying we are perfect, we are saying thanks, not because of that, but because of Mursal but but also what are we striving for? Right? Are we striving to the steep path like Allah says Quran that we understand we are imperfect, we understand we're gonna do mistakes, but yet anyway we stand up and we keep going towards Allah as much as we can to our effort. I think If you are an entrepreneur with a product or service for the Muslim market, let's get in touch. We are Halal.ad, a marketing agency and ad network for the ever-growing Muslim market. We can help you reach millions of Muslims to grow your business. Visit www.halal.ad for a 30-minute free consultation. Now back to the show.
does it make sense? It, it makes sense. You know, one thing I'll tell you for the listeners who are listening is that, you know, oftentimes even when the when the business side of things, people really separate when it comes to like doing business and then doing things like the right way, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end, this business is not separated when it comes to our judgment on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to look how we did business too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one thing that's very important for us to remember that everything we do, not just salah, not just fasting, but everything we should do is we should do it based on what we've learned through the Prophet Sallallahu and how he taught. And this is like doing business fairly, doing things, uh, uh, if, things that require good that comes out of it. Like, you know, some Muslims own liquor stores and then they go and, you know, they'll donate the money from the liquor store for the masjid and think that, okay, I'm doing my part of it. It doesn't work that way. You have to make sure everything is done right way. And Alhamdulillah, you guys are doing businesses that have benefited the ummah. And Alhamdulillah, at the same time, it's a halal business that benefits you as well. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that's that's a really, really big plus. I mean, if you can do both things, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with a business that doesn't necessarily benefit the ummah. Like if you just work like as an accountant for a company or whatever. But if you're doing something that helps the ummah too, it's so much more fulfilling absolutely. than just... Just a regular job, like we did this and we did that, and then what? Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. But if you're changing lives, I mean, subhanAllah, let's just talk about some of the different projects you've worked on. Can you tell us, like, some of the listeners, like, different things that you guys you've worked on? Sure. So, you know, along the ways, yeah, I was married uh, also. We, yeah, I have three kids. So, one of the things where with kid bothering, especially what my kids want, what, you know, you know, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, you, you have kids as well. So that's why, like, I think about two, three years ago, one of the things we want to study is, like, what if we create an alternative platform for kids where they can yeah. watch, like, wholesome videos where not only just fun, fun, but you also learn, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's why when we launched the uh, Alihuda, alhamdulillah, by 2017, I guess, so we are coming two and a half years. So that project has been another thing's kind of blessing for us. So that by, by that, we are, alhamdulillah, helping thousands of kids to watch you know, not only, in a way, it's at the dawah as well, right? We're teaching the kids Islam the fun way. Not like the, that boring way, but also making the fun. And that business, to be honest with you, and I can now I can look back and say, in business, sometimes, in our case, we, we, we have been naive that jumping ahead and say, this is something we're going to do. But sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. The good thing is, I guess, I can look and make, look, if you were always looking at all the options, we would have never done it. Because now I can see <laughs> media business is so huge. It I'm laughing so not much. because of you. I'm, I'm laughing because of, I, I have thought of that on many of That's my okay. own projects. I'm like, That's okay. if I knew how much work it is and how much headache some of my customers could be, yeah. not that customers, like, as far as, like, it's like, Dealing with customer service issues, dealing with this issue, dealing with this issue. If I knew this much, maybe exactly. I may have not gone this path. <laughs> but exactly. go ahead, you were saying. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly it. But you see, but even one kid, imagine even one child. We're talking about 100 or 10. Even one yeah. child end up benefiting from this, right? Yeah. That's already, that's already fulfilled its purpose. And that's this yeah. is the way we should look at it. We shouldn't look at like, oh, are we beating Netflix? That's not the point. The point is, what kind of change are we making? What does it really make sense? At the same time, as we said it always, no matter what, we just keep going because we're not just doing it for the sake of money, right? So, alhamdulillah, we learned quite a lot and doing, by doing different types of business, we are learning, we still keep learning. And, you know, another thing, lesson I learned in life is that life is kind of infant game. 
you know, there are finite games like chess, someone has to win, or yeah. soccer, and there's infinite games. I think I, I recently read in the book. So, infinite game is that a game that it's not a zero sum game. You can you can play, you can win, and other cap- other people can win as well. Yes. So, if you look at life, yeah. we somehow some business look at the life very narrow, narrow minded. They say, I'm gonna win, everybody has to lose, and I am the winner. But so, anything we do, right, we say, like, Allah SWT is, if you know the Quran, Allah SWT keeps saying that, hey, as Muslims, we have to help the needy, we have to help the orphans. So what we always keep as being asked is we have to elevate people, right? So when we elevate yeah. people, they have to keep on doing. So we can win and other people can win. Actually, if we help other people win, we will definitely win. Right. Yes. So look, for it actually helps you as well. Exactly. It helps you as well. That's uh, just giving to the next level. I mean, that's the that's the thing I I, I really learned in business and thing, and it doesn't have to be always about you. It doesn't have to be about winning. But world is abundant. You know, it's not limited. It's abundant. It's enough for everybody. It doesn't have to be just for me or or, or for my family. Right. Yes. Yeah, Subhanallah. It would never even help somebody. Sometimes we say, okay, what can, how can I benefit from this? But if you really do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some benefit will come out of it. At the very least, you get reward out of it. Absolutely. In, on top of that, there may be stuff in this dunya that comes back. Like let's say you really help somebody out and you weren't looking for anything in return. Months down, a year down line, the same person remembers that, wants to start a business and involve the people they trust as you. You were that one person that was able to help me without even asking for something in return so I know your character I know your personality and I know that if I get in business with you you're not a person that takes advantage of people because you could have taken advantage of that situation but you weren't even looking for something in return so it, it shows a person's character shows a person's personality and I think it's something I wish this ummah had a little bit more of because I mm-hmm. think we could really really grow as an ummah and do amazing things I know there's a lot of talented people in this ummah like yourself and if a lot of Muslims can get together that are talented of some amazing things can be accomplished with it. Absolutely. But I think, uh, you see, one of the things, I was interviewing this brother Ismail, uh, Shay, I don't know, Sheikh Ismail Kamdar, he's, uh, he's a Sheikh from South, South Africa. I was asking him the same question, what do you think about that? And because he was saying, oh, some people are even stealing his books, right? He said, look, yeah. Marv, and I cannot exactly, but he, this is what he said, look, you know, we've been, we've been traumatized and all this stuff. I understand people, you know, he was kind of forgiving and he, he was just saying, instead of looking at the bad side, let's look at the look, look side. I think it just takes time and it just takes a lot of patience, but we'll get there because we are playing the long-term game, right? Maybe it will not change yeah. in our lifetime. Maybe it's not changing five years, but eventually someone has to step up, people like yourself, right? People like us do things like this, being the example. Inshallah, more people will follow that. And in the long run, people will disappoint us. That's okay. You know, it's a part of life, yeah. and we have to be forgiving, and we have to be open-minded, I guess. That's what yeah. he was saying. I, I agree there's one, one thing the Prophet said, there's always good in this ummah. So there's always good people in this ummah. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, Muslims, we have these negative experiences, and we want to, like, with a very broad brush, we want to say, oh, Muslims are all bad. And mm. It's not true. No. We can't, just like we can't tell the non-Muslims to say, hey, don't judge all the actions of Muslims by, by a few people who are misguided. Absolutely. We can't judge all Muslims by being bad because we may have had some negative experiences with certain Muslims. You know what I mean? Do you struggle with deen and dunya balance in your life? Meet Salam.app, a Muslim social network where your ego, nafs, is not in the center 
It is a place to feed your soul with daily inspiration, to make new Muslim friends, and connect with Ummah. Visit www.salam.app and download free for your iPhone or Android. Sure. So it's mashallah. You've worked on all these different projects, and the latest one has been the Muslims on Fire. Tell us how that's been going for you now. So Muslims on Fire came by, you know, by talks like this. If you remember, like before we talked on the podcast, how many times did we talk with you? <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, like we were discussing times. different yes. things, right? We would sometimes would talk like half an hour, one hour, and yeah. I would benefit a lot, but would be lost, right? And yeah. I would also, part of the business, that's another good thing, alhamdulillah, part of the business is that, remember I told you that the people surround you, that makes a huge difference. So we, we, yes. we, alhamdulillah, we serve, we work with other Muslim organizations, and I get to talk Muslim entrepreneurs and other Muslim leaders, and I would get them on a call on a weekly basis, but different, different of them. And, and we would talk this heart to heart, and all will be lost. You know, I would say, wow, man, this is amazing. <laughs> I would want to share. And I said, you know what, why don't you just talk to them and, and, and get them sharing and this is how we started the podcast alhamdulillah so far it's been it's been accepted pretty well and we are i think we are already trending in some countries top 10 some countries top 100 alhamdulillah and i think yeah the, the numbers that's fine but it's not the main point the main point is that i guess look you know i remember myself right where i come from and there are people on the fence, right? There are people right now, maybe they're stuck in their job. Maybe they're they, they looking for a purpose, right? Whatever. Yeah. Muslims, I don't know. So some of them, they say to me, listen to your story. Some of them, they listen to my story. Some of the, some of the guest stories say, hmm, that's me. You know, that's, I, that's yeah. something like me. You know what? I can do this and I want to do that. And maybe we'll spark that action. That's the purpose. Yes. You know, if you do even for one person, the job is done. And that's, uh, that's, that's one thing. That's really inter- one thing that's been interesting is like the different ways of communication that you've been using to get through to people. Like with the ads, you using ads, which is everyone in this world sees ads left and right. So mm-hmm. that's a very popular way of getting a message across. And then with the kids' videos for Ali Huda, you're using the power of the video of mm-hmm. the camera to get the message across because you know visually how much of our kids are watching things. And I'm Allah for those who are in audio, usually people of, of an adult age are more listening to the podcast and audio, you're again reaching a new audience and getting a, a different message across. And, you know, as you said, capturing wisdom, capturing uh, valuable knowledge and information to pass it across with the hopes that it will inspire somebody just like you were inspired by like talks of Yasser Ghadiyan when you were searching for Islam because the technology and the tools we have right now is at our disposal. And we live in a world where the internet is just on our fingertips and the technology is really accessible with YouTube and everything else that we have to tools to learn all this stuff very easily without even having to go to school. It's there for those who want it. And mashallah, you're, you're a great inspiration for, I'm hoping that many of the people who are listening right now and they're on the fence about starting something or they're worried about failing, as you said, and, or not succeeding. What will people say? I mean, before we let you go today, what advice do you have for those who are listening right now and who are thinking about, you know, they may be going through a challenging time. They may not have the easiest time, just like yourself. You know, you didn't grow up in the easy situation. So the person who's young Maruf that's listening right now, what message would you give him to hopefully motivate him and inspire him to go? Young Maruf. <laughs> yeah, young yeah. Maruf, because many people just like yourself, sure. bro, the entrepreneur minded 
and sometimes they're listening to these podcasts to get some just that little bit of inspiration so they can do do something and if you were listening what advice would you give yourself if you can go back 10 years or 20 years ago and say something what would you say to him to get him to do something that he may be hesitant around the fence of trying yeah that's a good question so you see, one of the lessons I said earlier, I said, if I want to do something, I have to do on my own, right? That was partly right. Yeah. Partly right yeah. part is that, yes, you have to do it. You have to do it. No one is, does it for you, right? But if you want to get far ahead, you have to do it together. That's the key part, yeah. right? So and, uh, there's African proverb. Say, it says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, <laughs> go together. Go. So Yes, so, I've heard that. So the thing is that one of this is the one thing I would say is, look, that's good. You can do things on your own, but try to do things with people. The first thing. The second thing is, if you want to do something really a bit faster, go and learn from the people who already did, you know, and surround yourself good. with more, more, more people, uh, like-minded people. And I think, you know, one of my dreams is that, even from this podcast, is that right now it's just a podcast. I think, I think I already mentioned to you and also talking to other people as well. One of my dreams is that podcast is fine. You know, it's just inspiration. But sometimes people need more than just inspiration. They need people like-minded, like-hearted people, you know. And, and I think, I believe, maybe, I'm not, I'm not sure when, but one of my dreams is to build that kind of hug for people. It will not yeah. be for everybody, but who are people, either they want to find a purpose in their life so they can join a mission with some other companies, or do you want to do, create something on their own? Right. I want yeah. when I say that one of my dreams, I guess, that we want to create that, that kind of hub for Muslim Ummah so we can generate more entrepreneurs, generate more leaders, generate more creators. And so they in turn they go and in return inspire even more people. I think this this kind of shortcut to inspiring one by one to the going to the entrepreneurs, going to the creators, going to the startups of the world that, that accelerate the growth, you know. That's our way yes. of that's our way of looking at the world, I guess. That's that's my two cents on that sense. Jazakallah khair. If there's one person that can probably pull that off, that's you. Because mashallah, you have been able to pull off so many different ideas and make them into reality. But again, it's, so, that it's not one person, right? It just need the. No, no, of course, everybody. Like, so you will be. You will. I mean, be, yeah, will, someone needs to, to initiate. To <laughs> no, no, someone needs to initiate sure. to get the thing going. That's what I meant. Not yeah. obviously, but doing it by yourself. Yeah. And I'm hundred percent backing up. What Maruf says, exact same. So I agree with him 100%. Everybody's listening to this. Bavali is in. No, no, no. <laughs> what I was saying is that I agree with him 100% that the people you surround yourself with, you really need to work as a group to get things done. If you do stuff by yourself, you can only go so far. And you're limiting yourself and your ceiling is going to be low. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have no choice. But when you do have a choice and you do have good people around you, you have to surround yourself with those people to get yourself further. So with all that, mashallah, we learned a lot about our host and we've all, all of us guests have been sitting on the hot seat. And today, Marshall, you sat on the hot seat. You did really, really well. Thank you. And for all the listeners who are listening, hopefully, Shaw, this was motivating. Hopefully, you got some inspiration. You got some nuggets of wisdom out of this talk. And thank you, Jazakallah, for everyone listening. This is Baba Ali uh, signing off for Muslims on Fire. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure you guys go tell your friends about this amazing podcast and help this grow, inshallah, because if we work together we can make some amazing things thank you very much brother for coming on to your own show and thank you for allowing me to host thank you thank you, thank you for being kind to me of course dear listener 
Based on many requests from our listeners, we are launching a Muslims on Fire Academy. It's for those who want to do more than just listening. It's for those who not only want to be inspired, but to be one of the Muslims on Fire as well. It's for those who want to discover their purpose in life, follow their dreams, and live in prosperity. If this is you, join us for a journey of a lifetime. The introduction course is free. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. For show notes and questions for episodes, please visit www.muslimsonfire.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please rate, share with friends, and leave a review. With your help, it will enable us to reach more people and change their lives for the better. Stay tuned. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.